is editing Anna from the future and this is a disclaimer that this episode has one and two scratches due to the fact that when I was recording the internet connection was a bit unstable and it resulted in that but I still think the episode has a lot to offer and if you wish to learn a lot from this episode then you should take a listen. Thank you for you know giving me your time and I'll see you soon. Welcome to another, well, welcome to part two of our, you know, customer, uh, you know, our call center experience, actually. And we're here again with no other than Nam. And we're going to get into some things. Now, we were supposed to talk about something at the end of that other podcast episode. But for the life of God, I don't remember. And I did not go to listen so we're just going to continue from there and just talk about some of the stuff other stuff that was just stupid and made the environment worse than it needed to be and how it's not the job itself that is hard but the environment of it all so let's get into something so we're going to talk about the KPIs yes but funny you know um while you're doing the introduction, I'm here and I'm saying, what is it that with the, the ending? And I remember that, um, and I have horrible memory, but this is how my brain works. It chose to remember. We were speaking about customer experience, but we were speaking about horrible customers. But And I remember the last thing was, I was speaking about the last call I took working with Optimum. But... We're not going to get into that story until maybe another time. Instead, we're going to look at, as you say, the KPIs. Because they did. The KPIs were there and they're stupid. I, I reiterated that in the first, um, the first part of over the session, the part one, I reiterated, I reiterated that they are stupid. Um, you have handle time, hold the time, and withhold the time, getting the support, getting, when you have an, a customer with an issue, and it may be an issue that you've never encountered, or it's an issue, because there are some things where you need a supervisor or an SME to sign off on before you can do certain things, and then it is 15, 16 agents to an SME and a supervisor, right? The least 15 agents to an SME and a supervisor. And if we're all taking calls at, at all times, then you know they, the supervisors and the SMEs are spread very thinly trying to assist everyone. And then you have the supervisors that don't take calls, doesn't matter what the issue is, they don't take calls and you know exactly who, who I'm speaking of. Um, and then you have the SMEs who they're trying to help everybody and behaving as if they're Jesus. So, you know exactly who I'm speaking of there. So, you know, when they give you hold time and the old time was one minute, 30 seconds, one minute and 30 seconds, I believe. Wrapped to 30 seconds, actually. It had dropped. Okay, so um, you know, you're not supposed to, and 
the there's just no way you're going to get assistance in 30 seconds. It's going to take you 30 seconds to find the person you need to speak it's with. It's going to take you 30 seconds to get up from your seat. What do you mean? And it's then true. once you get up and you go to the first supervisor and they say no, that's a whole minute there. Then you have to go to someone else that's going to say no. And then you're going to have to walk all the way over to the other side of the room to get assistance from somebody over the other side. Yeah, That's going to walk with you and you're going to have to wait on them because they're already assisting so many agents and then they're going to follow you over and they're going to look at your computer do half a job because they have to get back to the person who they were assisting especially if it's programming some cable box or tv you know they don't want to get distracted and then that's just it you have to just figure out the rest of it yes and then your whole time just becomes a shit because pardon me but your whole time just becomes crap because there's no way you're going to get assistance and put up a stomach hole for 30 seconds. And then they say, oh, you need to refresh your customers. I can't refresh your customer if I am halfway across the room or halfway across the building. There's just no possible way I'm going to be able to refresh a customer. And then they say, oh, you're not supposed to leave your seat if, if, if you are... If you are um, in a veil you're not supposed to leave your seat what if that call drops and another call automatically comes in that's a point against you and then these are just these are just things that we generally can't control but they blame you for it and then they use other people that have these statistics and they say well if these if they're doing it then you can do it too but it to me it's just luck it just comes down to luck or it just comes down to experience if they have the experience and know how to assist um, and know how to maneuver the system that fast then that's just their thing exactly and it doesn't matter how long you're there there are things i found out there that even the sme didn't know and i remember there was a specific thing i don't remember exactly what it was but it had to do with um you know they offered two different types of boxes that the company owned and the other company boxes. I don't want to call any names. There was a thing with the other box um, where the remote won't configure. Uh, they can't, you can't configure the remote to, to do volume up and down on the other box on a specific brand of TV. It was after about, because I used to get a lot of remote calls, like, I don't know, on Sundays, I'm always getting remote calls, people calling and having remote issues. And I realized, oh, this brand of TV with this brand cable box, the remote, won't go, the, the volume up and down won't work. I figured that out. Yeah. And when I said it to a specific SME, and he was like, no, that's not right. And I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, no, that's not right. And I'm like, come here. 
And when I showed him the information, he was like, yo, that's surprising. So, I mean, so expecting a new agent to, and, and but when I left, I wasn't a new agent. When I left, I was a seasoned agent. And there were still things that I was, there were still situations that every day there were situations of things that Especially I Especially like when Tajay got one where everyone had to evacuate the building because there was a flooding and he had to figure out, he had to um get time, like log out of the phone to give, get the form to try to get it to the lady for her to sign it so that she doesn't get in trouble for optimum boxes being in the flood that is a very weird and one in a million situation but it does those type of situation pop up and you don't know what to do you're going to need support right yes you're going to and sometimes support don't know what to do and support is searching for the answers themselves right or telling you to go to the kdb or yes that is just not really effective yes um sometimes the smes and the supervisors those who are supposed to help you sometimes they have never encountered that issue so sometimes when you come to them with an issue they are trying to find the information so assisting a customer and getting the information is just not possible in 30 seconds to place the customer on hold for 30 seconds and refreshing the no it it, it doesn't work it, it, kpis kpis are there to stress you and when they put your incentive so when they associate your incentives with kpis that's just another thing to not let you get your money because if your shift starts at 10 and you're in the building from nine and you log in from nine from nine forty-five and you log out um fifteen minutes past seven and you take all your breaks on time and you take all your lunch and you don't go over, your your time is still being short. Because yes. you have a lot of system issues, and then these system issues cause your time to short, and then you don't get your money, and it just feels like you're just slaving away for nothing. And then they make promises that they're going to give you your money. And they have to file and they have to do a discrepancy and they have to go over the numbers. And like before they close the cycle, you're going through your, your, your hours and you're like, these aren't right. But hours aren't right. And then to get, what was it, RTM call? RTA? Were those the ones um, responsible for the hours? When you're trying to get it sorted out and they have everybody to deal with because it's like two people one at a time or two people working with the entire account one at a time and they have to be responsible for how many agents or whether that is short and whatever things are gonna get are gonna slip through the cracks but they don't care they because don't. it's the same thing over and over and over again Then let's talk about the vacation. Let's not talk about how the vacation they, is such a sore point for me because it is a sore point for me as well. 
because ultimately it's my vacation where I live. Um, okay, vacation. I kept on saying to my supervisor, hey, I need the vacation form because I would like to take vacation. I have X amount of days and I would like to take some of them. And my supervisor keeps on telling me, oh, I'm going to send it to you, but I really don't want you to take vacation because your status is really helping the team at the moment. And then after one week passes and then two weeks and then three weeks and then you're like, hey. And every day you're like, I want that vacation um, form to fill out. Please send it to me. And then, you know, you're going around to other supervisors asking them to send it to you. And eventually one gets sent to you. And you fill it out. You send it to your supervisor who has to go over the information and put his signature on it. And then send it over to the manager and the manager goes, oh, I'm not approving any more vacations. Excuse me. I've been working here since September. It's now April. I feel like my head is exploding. I need a mental break from this place. And you're going to tell me you're not approving any more vacations. And then it comes down to being sabotaged by your supervisor because you filled out the form you've been asking him since february to say hey i need a vacation hey i need a vacation it's no april you still haven't gotten that vacation and he waits until she's no longer proving vacations he's gonna go i'm sorry about that so i'm like okay i'm just gonna leave because my mental health is a whole lot more important than this job because ultimately that's why i left i know i know that he basically spin you around in a circle he did that to me as well when I asked for my vacation I've been asking then all of a sudden I hear you have to apply for your vacation a month in advance at that point I was like I'm saving up my money to leave this place because this isn't fair I've been working here from October, September. It's now June. I am always here. Apart from my sick days that I get, I do take them because the job is stressful. I do take sick days. But I have 14 days or 10 days of vacation and you do not want to approve it. That's not Why? how it works. Just because you're 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 a good agent and your stats are good so it's better to drain you than have you take a break and then come back refreshed but the reason why they're afraid to give us vacation is because they know 90 percent of the time agents take their vacation and don't come back because when it reaches the point where you're having anxiety attacks before you go to work I have them. I had them so bad to the point where I had to leave. Like, I was going to leave in September, but I had to leave from before that. I remember. And I was having them. I remember every single Saturday night to, to Sunday morning because I was on a Sunday to Friday to Sunday to Thursday shift. 
And every Sunday morning, Saturday, between Saturday night and Sunday morning, full blown anxiety attack. Just not to go to, I don't want to go to work. And sometimes all you need is just a week's break. And if I had gotten that break when I requested that break in February, I would have been refreshed and able to go another six, seven months again. But the supervisor decided that these statistics, and I do understand because when we as agents give good stats to their um to the supervisor's statistics, they get their incentive. So that is why they drill us. That extra bonus, um, that extra thirty thousand or whatever they get for the bonus, it, to them it's it's valued our mental health. It's just that we know as agents, we have to know our worth and to say, hey, we can't do this. I am better than staying here and going crazy. I know a girl that is still working with them and watching her status every day drains me. She's constantly crying. She's constantly not in the mood to talk to people. She's constantly upset and, and she shows all of this on her status and it's because she's working there and then she's in an environment where she can't get a work from home job so sad right and then what 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 puts it into perspective is when you get a work from home job for an overseas based company and then you see how different they treat you Girl, I had a full blown because when I started to work for Care Solace, I the job the software is pretty easy to navigate. It's not hard. I did not get any markdowns or anything, but because I was still new, I was very anxious, and they were like, they were like, oh, you don't have to be anxious because this is not a call center. I understand because I spent 14 years of my life there and it's not like that. So don't worry about it. There are people who have done worse in terms of like the guy that I told you about that was watching Facebook and, you know, YouTube and they spoke to him damn near five times before they decide that they are going to just fire him because he does not care. They give chances and they keep reminding me that this is not. Because I straight up have PTSD. Like, is this niceness a catch? Is there a catch to it? What do you want? What is going to happen? Are you trying to fuck me over? It's What is this? That is like legit how I feel. And I know it's because of the environment and the stress that I had to endure during those months. And at first, it wasn't bad. But I think the unnecessary need to rule over us like slave masters is what really just makes it even an unbearable environment. 
everybody that I know currently that I yes. knew from this from that time that I was there left. And they are continuously losing people, but they don't care. They're like, oh, hire more people. And they make it seem like, oh, you're the one that don't want to work and you're the one that is lazy. And that's why you can't work in a call center environment when it's just very toxic. It's slavery. It is. It is modern slavery because until... Uh, the call center industry is a booming industry in Jamaica. It's, it, it has a lot of cash flow. You know, it's creating job opportunities and it's causing money to be, you know, like spread out. However, and it's causing poor people that don't have much or don't even have an education to become managers and supervisors and to hold these positions without qualifications. So, of yes. course, it's going to boom. It is, right? It's booming. However, it's also because of it, as you say, a lot of people leave the world and a lot, of, a lot more people is going to be hired because every year there are graduates, there are high school graduates, there are university graduates, that new job is available. And so they turn to the call center. And when you're being paid $50,000 every two weeks, I don't remember if that's before or after taxes. You know, it depends on the call center because sometimes it's four seventy five or four fifty or four, right? Yeah. The fact is, the the job is going to be appealing to to a lot of graduates, a lot of young people, a lot of middle aged people. The job is going to be appealing to them because you get like it's low, what a hundred a month, a hundred k a month. And that's better than being home and not getting anything at all. Plus healthcare, oftentimes they have they offer free healthcare. They offer it, but then because we were offered free, we were offered um a healthcare package. Um, I, I don't remember the terms, but I think it was for the first three months you pay fifty percent, they pay fifty percent after six months they pay 75%, you pay 25 and then after a year of working there, they pay the full 100%. But then to get that health benefit, it's a whole different ballgame. It's not as easy as it sounds. You have to message this person and you have to fill out this form and then you have to run behind of this person and then you have to do this and you have to do that. And they don't have a central location where you can go to say, okay, HR or they don't have a benefits and perks um, office that you can go to this person and say, okay, I would like to sign up for this. And it's no, you have to be running behind people for these things that they offer you in the interview. Exactly. It's all a scam to make it seem all inviting, but it's really not because they have to sell something to make people want to work for them. But it's just not it. And I see it crumbling anytime soon with the amount of people that are leaving. 
and I am sure they see it. So I, I, I'm of the, I'm of a different opinion because the I don't think they're gonna crumble. I think even as toxic as it is, I don't think they're going to crumble. And the reason why I don't think they're going to crumble is because at the moment they have a vast pool of new workers to choose from because every year we're having graduates that need a job and every year it's just going through and then you have because remember you have a lot of people that jump from call center to call center look at jenny jenny jumps through call centers right and he has no defined purpose as yet but he just he's just jumping through call centers because he can so you're going to have a lot of these people, a lot of people out there with potential and with talent, but because they can jump through call centers, that is what they're going to do. So it's not, I don't think it's going to crumble anytime soon. I think anytime it's going to crumble, it's when people are going to start standing up for themselves and saying, you know what? We don't want these type of jobs anymore. And then it's a funny situation because pre this every person in a managerial or supervisor or some form of position they were once agents they were once going through what we went through and they did when they when they reach in those positions they do the same things that the previous people in those positions were doing to them they don't come and say, okay, let's make it better. They actually just make it worse. Because they care about their statistics and being in competition with each other more than they do the people that they're supposed to be responsible for. But we're going to have to cut this short because we have five minutes yes. on the timer. Yeah. But there's a lot of things, and as you say, um, it's not going to stop because there's always somebody out there that needs a job. And these jobs are available. But, um, you know, it's something else to discuss. It's something else to discuss um, the differences because even though we we um we kind of vast difference between working with an overseas company on your own versus working through a call center, there is there is a whole difference working with a company, working as a customer service or a customer care agent versus working for a call center it's a vast vast difference it's different so it is something else we can discuss as in working how do we feel in our new environment versus what it was like in the call center and how but as you say it's gonna i don't think our call center is the worst either because they actually paid well they paid 475 and then you might get a little extra here and there if they decide that they're going to give it to you um but it the pay wasn't bad 
and I think it was the second highest paying call center. I'm not sure. Yes, it was in Kingston. Yeah, because you only had one other that was offering five fifty. That was Concentrix, I think, or one of those ones. Yeah, but after a while of working there, you stop caring about the incentive. You don't even want the seven thousand five hundred anymore. That's how bad it is. Yeah, I, I have stopped miss caring a, day. a long time. You don't care if you miss a day. But yeah, I think that concludes it all. Um, we'll see you back in another episode. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else we need to discuss in terms of if there will be another episode on this but I'm not quite sure. So we'll see what the next episode will be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay.